You, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I am DJ Impact. We've got Sin City and Simon Street. No Matt Michaels tonight. So we will um, hopefully see him back next week. But we are here and we appreciate you for being here. If you are watching us live, feel free to always throw your comments in the box and we will try to get them in as we feel as we see fit. And if you're not watching us live and you're listening to the downloaded podcast, thank you. We appreciate that. And um, we, we invite you at some point, whenever you can, to join us live. It happens every Sunday, 8 p.m. specific. Just make sure that you are somehow subscribed or following us on YouTube, Facebook Live, or even Twitch. All right? So with that, fellas, we're going to get right into it. A lot of wrestling happened this past week, and we always kick off with the four-way stop, so uh, let's do that right now. All right. Sin City Steve, I always love starting off with you. You tell me uh, what highlights you have for the week. All right, man. So uh, without any further ado, the forbidden door has been kicked wide open. Yes, it uh, has. We're definitely going to talk about this in the three count, but um, on AEW Dynamite on Wednesday, uh, AEW – President Tony Khan and New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takami Obari were set to make an announcement uh, before they were so rudely interrupted by Adam Cole Bebe <laughs> and Jay White. Um, so June 26th in Chicago, Illinois at the United Center, it will be AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. in AEW Forbidden Door. And uh, I plan on being there and going to that event. I was just about so to ask I, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I've already started. I've already started looking at flights and hotels and all okay. that stuff. So nice. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, speaking of AEW, uh, after CM Punk beat Dustin Rhodes uh, to kick off Dynamite this week, Hangman Page's theme hit, and the two had a face to face while a visual of the AEW World Title played on the video boards behind them. Hmm. I guess it's safe to assume that this means that we officially, unofficially, have the main event for Double or Nothing, which takes place here in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend. So it yeah. looks like it's going to be CM Punk versus Hangman Page, which will, I think it'll be awesome. Um, and then uh, elsewhere, um, Theory is the new U.S. champion over on Raw yes. uh, after defeating Finn Balor. Go figure. The guy lost his name, but he gained a title. Crazy how it all works, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, cool, man. Let's jump over to you, though, man. Simon Street, what do you? What did you have highlights for the week? 
Well, today, uh, well, this week, I only really got a chance to see some of the WWE, although I did hear a lot of what uh, Sensei Seep was talking about, what's humming around with uh, New Japan and AEW. Exciting stuff, exciting stuff. But what I saw this week was basically uh, with Monday Night Raw, uh, Veer Mahan is still, you know, just shopping at the Jobbers R Us aisles and just destroying people <laughs> such as a Jeff Brooks. Um, I don't know what's going on with the guy. I'm excited for him, me personally, way more than when we first saw him a couple of months uh, before when he was just uh, walking around with uh, Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Um, pretty interesting. Also speaking of Shanky as well, Shanky actually can speak. It's quite interesting. He was actually um, speaking a little bit of his segment and, uh, you know, he, how he's going to go up against, uh, uh, what do you call it, the Intercontinental Championship Ricochet, which is pretty interesting. Uh, it's interesting because I didn't think he could speak, to be honest with you. And I really feel with all the name changes that happened to WWE, why he still has the name Shanky, we will never know. Moving on, though, uh, another cool thing is cool. One of my favorite teams, uh, Street Profits, went over on RK Bro, which has me really excited because for the longest time, it's really been all about the unification title match that's going on with RK Bro and the Usos, the number mm -hmm. ones. Uh, so it's interesting to see how Street Profits uh, jump into this. Uh, are we going to be seeing shades of what possibly may happen at WWE uh, Backlash um, the coming up on, I believe, May 8th? Are we going to see a three-way tornado? Uh, uh, would, would that be considered a three-way tornado tag uh, match for the titles, possibly? So that's kind of interesting having the street profits in there. Obviously, some uh, some some high flying that's going to be happening on that one. Also, too, another good thing was happening on SmackDown. Uh, Sami Zayn and and like I said, it's interesting because Matt Michaels is not here, and I know he goes on and on about how much of a jewel Sami Zayn is, and I have to agree to that same sentiment. Sami Zayn never ceases to amaze me. You can put the man probably in catering or in a bathroom stall or in a uh, shed closet, and he can still print money with the promos. Uh, he did that on SmackDown with uh, his interactions with basically going up to uh, you know the tribal chief and saying, hey, I think we can help each other out. And uh, boy, did that happen with his uh, lumberjack match with Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn. However, Sami Zayn still managed to get out of there. And as we were talked about, uh, Adam Pierce said it will be a steel cage match next week. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, in NXT 2.0, the one thing that I found very, 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 very interesting is how they are really pushing for Tiffany Stratton. She had a match with Saray and actually went over on her. So um, as I something I had mentioned quite a while back when she mm -hmm. first kind of debuted in NXT 2.0, uh, this is somebody I have my eye on, and I think that we're going to see a lot of good things coming from her. She has the look. She has the athleticism. She's not too bad on the mic. It just might work. We'll see what happens. However, got to make this before I finish. If she does go all the way to the big leagues, the main roster, what's y'all digs? Will she just go with Stratton or they'll just go with Tiffany? Or they'll just change your name all together and Cara. <laughs> that broad i don't know no, they could probably just they could probably just call her tiffany and be fine that's probably even though right. actually they they've had they've actually had a tiffany yeah they did so they <laughs> would, yeah so they would probably just call her stratton there you go but but, but or they, they could just take her with they could just say screw it and call her tiff you yeah. know there you go tiffy <laughs> who knows <laughs> right all right, man. Well, I had a couple of uh, highlights. You know, we, we you talked on um, about Sami Zayn, but you're talking about their the the class these guys come out with. You know, with him and Kevin Owens, uh, the Kevin Owens, the the whole 
<laughs> lie detector test, first off, was just hilarious. But just the match, I want to speak mostly the match with Cody, I thought was just uh, a, a wonderful match. Um, it's it's great to now get a chance to really get to see a lot of um, matches that you would care about. You know, uh, when when he was Stardust, I don't know if I would have cared about a Stardust and a, and a Kevin Owens <laughs> match. But this match right here was like, you know, uh, a, a high-profile match. And I thought that it was it, it was well uh, designed well. And um, Kevin Owens has just been putting in that work. Him and Sammy's work ethic of just how they can just take anything that's crazy to the extreme just amazes me and just makes it interesting because not everyone could do what they do. <laughs> you know, if you were given that responsibility to make something as crazy as the, uh, you know, the Elias – Ezekiel storyline. I don't know if anyone else could carry it the way Kevin does, you know. So, just shout out to him. And again, that match was just great. I also want to highlight two matches from NXT: the Legado del Fantasma and the Grizzled Young Veterans. Was that was a great match to see? And then following up with the Carmelo and Santos Escobar match, I thought was really good as well. So, um, you know, you talk about Tiffany being uh, pushed. Tony D'Angelo looked like he's going to get that that push, you know. So um, we know some of his goons got involved in that match and um, good turnaround with that. I also wanted to highlight, seeing here, I've got so much stuff down that I need to be better organized. But the um, Deanna Perrazzo versus the Tayo Valkyrie match at the, I was uh, hoping you would talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was shocked, too, that you didn't start already talking about it. Yeah. That. Uh, man, that match right there was absolutely awesome. And, yes, we all know if Michaels was on, he would just shit on Deanna Perrazzo as he always does. She is really a beast, and she did lose that title, the AAA, Reina's the Reina's championship against Taya. But it was a really good match, and um, I'm, I'm – I'm, 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 we're gonna see where Taya, you know, where she where she goes with that. Uh, we we've seen her a long time. We know that she can handle herself in ring as in in terms of just being a great uh, talent. So I don't think we're gonna expect anything um, any different. But that was one great match. I didn't know how it was gonna go. Uh, of course, I as long as she still was the Impact World Champion, I was fully okay with her losing that. Uh, but if Deanna would have won that match as well, I would have just said, hey, she's still champ champ. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So, anyway, that is my uh, four-way stop for the week. All right, we're going to get right into the two sweet. All right, man, Simon Street, what was your two sweet for the week? Well, you know, my two sweets going to be a little bit interesting. Um, I'm going to say two sweet for the week because we get to see her and be blessed with her beauty and her experience. That is no other than the boat, Natalia. We get to see her on, on NXT 2.0 and we get to see her, um, you know, on SmackDown as well, as it appears, as we saw this Friday. Um, you know what? I I'm just going to put it out here. Mm -hmm. You know, first and foremost, I think anybody who really honestly watches the product really outside of what fandom we get from it 
and actually pays attention and reads between the lines knows that Natalia has been a staple in, um, you know, development with regards to a lot of the women in, uh, you know, that come through WWE. I mean, there's other people to mention as well, but she's been one of the main staples. And um, I kind of dig seeing her on both shows, mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, not to mention. She is definitely a, a little bombshell. <laughs> her wardrobe and got changed up i mean if you ain't noticing i'm just saying mm -hmm. you know i don't know what's going on or whatever but you know she's looking very very beautiful and she's also a lot more aggressive and uh the reason why i'm saying it's too sweet is i remember a long time ago there was a little show that she was on called divas y'all remember and one thing when she was uh matched up with Paige and whatnot they tried that angle to try and make her more sultry try to make her a little bit more almost seductive right does that make sense so now we're kind of seeing that now. And I wonder, is she really, truly comfortable in that persona, you know, in this heel persona that she has? And I do like what she's doing right now with NXT 2.0 as, you know, basically, you know, who are you in, in, in uh, you know, NXT 2.0 and basically making them go through her. I think that's something great. I think anytime that we can see her have that stand across the board, I think that's the way it needs to be. She set the bar for so long. And I think that the other women need to follow through as well. So again, hottie the boat. Natalia, too sweet for the week and keep it coming. All right, Sin City, what you got? All right, man. So first things first, CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes, too sweet to you to you guys. Um, they put on one hell of an old school wrestling match at the top of Dynamite on Wednesday. Um, I mean, both guys had their working boots on. It definitely showed. Uh, CM Punk literally used Brett the Hitman Hart's moveset. Yeah, he did. Right on down, right on down to the finish being a uh you know a sit down reversal right which is how brett lost the intercontinental championship to the british bulldog back in SummerSlam in 92. right yeah, um yeah. so yeah i mean it was it was pretty crazy that how they mimicked um you know and gave respect to bret hart in right. that match it was it was really cool to see sure um needless to say dustin dude for for his age and for what he's able to do it's it's remarkable to say the least yeah um also, Jungle Boy and uh, and Kyle O'Reilly again. They had an amazing match. Um, unfortunately, the 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 crowd they were just there. They didn't really react to much <laughs> until the very end. Right. Um, but uh, O'Reilly picked up the win and the spot in that Owen Hart tournament. Uh, after the match, Christian teased disappointment and uh, Jungle Boy apologized to him. So let the countdown to the Christian heel turn begin officially. And then elsewhere, uh, too sweet to Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who absolutely <laughs> stole the spotlight from Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, during and after her match with the former Vanessa Bourne from NXT, Danielle mm -hmm. Camella. Um, yeah, Najee Harris, man, he, uh, I would, I, I would love to see him back with, you know, doing something with AEW couple of years down the road right mm -hmm. um he just he just seemed like he was having a whole hell of a lot of fun it was really cool to see yeah too sweet all those guys no doubt there is no other too sweet for the week for me than to have your new world impact champion josh alexander boy boy let me tell you um i have i don't order many pay-per-views uh this is this entire rebellion was really sold on their main event. I knew I was going to see some other great matches, but 
this is they wrote this so well in with the past six months between Moose and Josh that it, it just does the sell on it was like you you just had to watch how this was going to end. And um, you know, it, it finally happened where the payback took place and Josh got the title. He did 10, 10 German suplexes on Moose. This guy's a beast. You know, I, and I tell people all the time, I didn't follow Josh as, like, I watched him when he was with the North. But like I mentioned before, Ethan Page was always, to me, the highlight of that, that duo. But when finally he got out of his shadow, I was like, all that was there with Josh. He was been that great, and you just never saw it until he just went out on his own. I mean, it was just the match was just um, it was just awesome. It was a great uh, story. He even had back his wife, and his son came out to the ring just just like him. How sweet! All right, shout out to that man. Too sweet for the week. Uh, the Usos versus RK Bro. I thought that was a great match on SmackDown. Uh, Usos always put on great matches, and uh, you know if that match was really good, just imagine what we're gonna get for the WrestleMania backlash, where now I know the Usos are going to go ahead and take those titles. All right, it's, yeah, it's a, it's it's Obviously. a wrap, <laughs> right? You know, so we have that, and then going back. To the Impact uh, show again. The Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel, and Ace Austin X Divisional title match. If there's anytime there's an X Divisional match, it's always going to be in my top something. Too sweet or four away or something. These guys, I, I think it's probably one of the best uh, championship type uh, matches to watch. From, I, I think when you compare it to anything that you. Um, that's available out there. These type of matches are some of the best. And uh, Trey Miguel came in as the uh, title holder, and Ace Austin left with that belt. But Mike Bailey, let me tell you, I'm not familiar with him. I've told you since City, I'm still learning about this guy. And the things he do is just, I can't even explain it. He did some sort of moonsault off the top rope to the outside of the ring, and I'm trying to figure out how do you do that. (laughs) <laughs> you 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 better uh you better go to some of the indie shows double or nothing weekend because uh mike bailey's gonna be here in town ah okay he's gonna be he's gonna be at uh several of the indie shows so yeah yeah well that's good to know man because he is definitely uh awesome to watch so anyway cool that was my too sweet for the week all right let's get into our wtf All right, so I'll kick off this one. I, I was a little bit, uh, again, Sin City. I watched Rampage. Well, first, I, I watched both of them this week because I didn't get a chance to see Rampage and Dynamite last week. So I was like, I'm going to watch all of AEW. So the MJF uh, storyline with, with, with Warlow. I, so I got two things on that. The first thing I have is why would MJF – it appears the storyline always seems to be the same with him, where there has to be a series of you going through all these type of obstacles to get to him. 
you know, we saw that with Jericho. We, we saw that with um, CM Punk, and now we're seeing that with Warlow. Is there any other storyline that you can have with MJF that would just make it just as interesting, you know? Because I like it. I, I do like you know, this whole beef. We knew it was come to that, but it's like I've seen this before, you know? So I'm a little bit kind of getting bored with that. But, um, but what pisses me off even more is, uh, okay, so apparently they paid off Lance Archer to destroy <laughs> Warlow for next week. But on Rampage, you got Lance Archer going against some guy that I don't know, uh, who weighs maybe a buck oh five, that's probably like five foot six. Of course he's going to destroy him. Why not put somebody, you know, there's gotta be somebody in the back. That may be kind of the same height as Warlow. Maybe the same build, kind of. Maybe not. they're just not that known. Maybe they're on the, the YouTube version of AEW. But why not have Lance attack him? And then you could go, oh, wow, okay. He might have a chance of beating Warlow. You know, that's the type of thought you would. But not on somebody who I probably could have gotten a ring and beat. <laughs> wow! Hit my music. <laughs> he he. We got DJ Impact calling out Serpentico right here on the podcast. That's right. That's right. So I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't buy that at all. I thought that was. And you hearing the guys at the commentary going, eh, "Look, look, look! What he's doing to this guy. Just imagine what he's going to do to Warlow." No, you're not going to throw Warlow around like that. So I. They didn't make that part believable. I just thought that was a big waste. They should have. Got somebody who, you know, they could have threw around. That was much bigger. That was my WTF, though. Let me go over to you, Simon Street. Do you have any WTFs, man, for the week? Um, I got a couple of WTFs. Uh, yeah. As I kind of mentioned earlier, WTF, apparently business is booming for uh, Jobbers R Us. And this week was pretty much as far as WWE. Lots of it. Um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we also had, you know, uh, Gunther. Uh, versus Teddy Goods, which was actually a really good, uh, 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 you know, jobbers are us showing out for Gunther, who just freaking <laughs> just 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 tore him apart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it never ceases to amaze me the functionality that comes for um, you know jobbers. You know, you need them. I think it's great. It showcases people's strength and has them out. Uh, as I said, with Bahir Mahan, uh, Mahan, the same thing. Uh, you know, but one of the biggest WTFs was uh, NXT 2.0, which was uh, kind of interesting, was, uh, uh, you know, Waller basically talking about dropping, you know, uh, some dead weight in, in Senga. You know what I mean? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that interview was t- t- the way they kind of filmed it was kind of funny. I didn't I didn't know who the hell it was at first. But he says, this big guy that's coming through, just tearing through, just, you know, basically he looked like. Uh, the East Indian uh, Braun Strowman, basically, in moveset, in an outfit. I think they even found Braun Strowman's old uh, ring attire and boots because that's basically what he looked like <laughs> in that ring. So that was the biggest WTF. Is like, okay, what are we going to do with this guy? Uh, what is it going to be like? He, to me, he doesn't really fit the landscape of of uh, you know NXT 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I I he's too green. I I, I would have figured something, but. Who knows? He may not even be on the next week. I don't know if they have big plans or whatnot. But, uh, you know, I thought that was the biggest, you know, what the F could you even call that? It just was weird. Um, the last thing that I will say that is the the WTF is, 
just what are we watching here with when it comes to uh butch you know uh i get the whole uh you know uh the fight club or or what is it called the fight boys the friday night is it called the friday night fight boys like i get that that's cute okay mm-hmm. they all look like the gangs in new york or some shit all right but the whole butch thing is it just me guys am i just a little bit salty because you know i so- really really Really, really, I'm not in favor of his name change first and foremost, but what he is now, he's only one word phrases. He has temper tantrums. He's he's just upset all the time. And and to me, I just like, what a waste. If you wanted this for Pete Dunn, why don't you just, you know, I'd hate to say it because he's a great talent. Why don't you just turn him? Let him go to AEW where I think I know in fact he will be greatly utilized a hundred percent. And I and I'm saying that. So it, to me, that was the biggest what if WTFs of the whole goddamn week. I mean, we WWE, we got to do something different. I get it. I don't know shit. I'm just a fan. I'm on a podcast. But come on, man. That shit don't make sense. I'd rather I, have Will Smith take his spot at this point. <laughs> I, I, you know what's funny? I was actually going to um, throw Butch into the WTF, and and I oh, I'm sorry. I, no, no, no. You no. I, I was just saying that I took it out before the matter of time. But being that you mentioned it, the one thing that I was confused is they're not supposed to never like they're supposed to like keep him on a leash, right? So he's supposed to be someone that they're supposed to stay, you know, keep contained. And yet they literally watched him go into the audience and then walk all around, and they're yelling at him as if he's just going to walk back. No, this guy is someone you have to go and grab to contain. You can't just let him just, you know, you, he's either someone that you're going to have to keep an eye on or you're just going to let him be free. But you can't play both roles. And it seemed like that's what they were doing. Because last week when they had their interview in, in SmackDown, they was like, oh, we lost Butch. And then sure enough, they go back and find him and he's, ta- he's attacking it, uh, New Day. And then this week, they just let him run around the crowd after he'd attacked the security guard, and they don't do anything. That was a WTF, but again, I didn't want to. <laughs> Sin City, man, what was um, yours for the week? All right, so uh, let's talk about this Wardlow MJF storyline. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so first off, Wardlow was involved with a uh, backstage vignette where security actually put handcuffs on him. <laughs> Smart Mark Sterling insisted that the handcuffs had to be on him as long as he was in the building. That's right. We had the uh, entertaining exchange of Mark Sterling reading a statement from MJF that consisted of eat shit pig. Uh, <laughs> AEW loves to sprinkle in these like great one-liners um, because Wardlow replied to him. Oink, oink, bitch. Yeah. Just <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, one problem though, with this segment the next time that we see Wardlow, he's out of his suit and in his wrestling gear. Did they have to cut the suit off of him? What did they do? I thought he had to have handcuffs on the entire time. Right, Continuity. Right. They undressed him. Right. I, I, I rip into WWE for this shit, so I have to rip into AEW for this shit. Right. Continuity. Right. Elsewhere, this Lance Archer guy. Oh. Okay. Friend of the show. Great guy. He's, he's the next hired gun by MJF to take out Wardlow. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not canon for MJF to be smart enough to realize how this match is going to go. Lance Archer doesn't win any big matches. Obviously. <laughs> right. 
Then he slaps the envelope of money out of Jake's hand saying he want, he doesn't want the money. What the fuck? What what wrestler in their right mind doesn't want the money? Right. Yeah, I thought that okay. was weird too. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and then I I got to talk about it. I'm so glad no one else did. Okay. Oh, NXT. <laughs> Joe Gacy shoves uh, Braun Breaker off a stage to the ground. Now, nice long camera hold on Gacy's face right. so that they could remove whatever kind of crash pads that he went through right. um, before Braun is then, you know, we get the camera angle and Braun is then surrounded by fucking druids. <laughs> what? Yep. Is Gacy leading an army of of druids now right did he did he get that in the the estate sale from the undertaker leaving wwe <laughs> evidently he got that gimmick i actually I mean, made the rest, and, and, the rest and, went and, to damian priest and edge right exactly <laughs> it's it's like they they took it all and they gave it to different people um but elsewhere i mean now what what exactly were the druids doing as they cut to black were they eating him alive <laughs> were they attacking him were it, they taunting they had him? A, they had a dance move. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the next episode of What the Fuck. It was the same thing that happened with the zombies. Remember the same thing that happened with the uh, zombies exactly. a, a year ago. Exactly. Yeah. Continuity problems. It happens. It's like shitting oh, yeah. and wetting the bed. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's get Never out heard. to the uh, the lookout. <laughs> All right, uh, da, 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 da. Simon Street, what are you looking out for? Uh, there's two people that I'm looking out for. One is somebody that I'm sure we're all looking out for to see what WWE does, in particular SmackDown, if they uh, fuck it up, which they may or may not be, or if they can make good art, and that is Gunther. Gunther is posed to be, honestly, in the, in the playing field right now, a major player in powerhouse heavyweights, 120%. Uh, he is somebody that down the road, you can see him going up against, if booked correctly, not that I'm trying to star book, uh, with Roman Reigns. It's a very good competitor. He probably won't take the belts off of him. I get that. But you can build up a really good lengthy storyline with him. He is the personification of, you know, uh, Kozlov. Uh, you can go in down and name all these guys are just bad guys from the past. They mm -hmm. go in, beat that ass, get done. It is what it is. And his, his dominance in that ring is is great. So that's the person I'm on the lookout for, number one person. Mm -hmm. Number two person is NXT 2.0. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Impact, you might have mentioned her a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. formerly known as Roxy, uh, is actually going to be uh, in NXT. Well, she premiered on NXT. She was already on the one show that she had level up. But she premiered today. And I like how NXT went about doing this. So see, WWE, it's no secret, they're trying to bring down the, the bar with the demographics and kind of reach more to the younger audience. And they, I think they did a, a very delicate way of doing that. They showed her, um, you know, promo as basically playing the WWE video games and how she had a story. It's almost very similar like what they did with Bailey, but a little bit more updated. Instead of writing letters to yourself, she was basically going through the game, which is something right now that I think a lot of people can identify into that demographic category. Um, you know, she is really, really good. I remember watching her sometimes on um, uh, Ring of Honor when she was Roxy. So I think it'll be pretty good to see what they do moving forward. So I'm going to say be on the lookout for her because there's a lot behind her with them having that agenda mm -hmm. of trying to dig, dig deeper into the younger demographics for the product moving forward. Okay. 
Uh, Sin City, what you looking out for? I am looking forward and looking out for Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler this week on ah, Dynamite. Okay. I mean, these guys have said that they're never splitting up as a tag team. Mm-hmm. They also have never faced each other one-on-one. So this actually could be a one-time only that we see this match between two great in-ring workers. Um, that's obviously part of the Owen Hart tournament. Um, the winner qualifies for that tournament. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I, I'm just I'm stoked to see that. Uh, elsewhere, I am looking out for... I got to see what they do next between, uh, you know, with Darby and with Andrade. Uh, The coffin Mm. match this week certainly felt like the blow off to the feud. Hopefully, please, God, let that feud be over by now. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Needless to say, I mean, the program grew really, really stale. Um, The this match itself was was pretty good, pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just. I really want them to spin these guys as far away from each other as possible. Um, I'm really wanting to see what's going to happen next for, for both guys. Um, and then uh, speaking of uh, speaking of other feuds in, in AEW, the double turn has indeed happened. Scorpio sky and Ethan page are now baby faces. Even Dan Lambert dynamite, Dan, Cut yeah. a babyface promo this week. Yeah. Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, they're heels. Yeah. Bonify <laughs> yeah. 100%. And yeah. then uh, good on AEW for listening to the crowd. And uh, obviously, the crowds were booing Sammy and Ty when they were trying to push them as babyfaces. And they were cheering Sky and Paige when they were trying to book them as heels. So it's good that they did pull the trigger on that stuff. Yeah. Um, I did find it really interesting uh, how they had Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky's mm-hmm. former tag team partner, cutting a promo, right? starting to call out Sammy Guevara. And you have Scorpio Sky come in to the shot, and uh, he asks, he just asks a, a favor of, of Kazarian to let him have his rematch. Right. And Kazarian agrees, um, and... Scorpio did mention that the first shot uh, at the championship would be to Kazarian. Now, based on how they shot the promo, based on uh, the way that the two guys mixed it up in that little Mm -hmm. interchange there, I really can't wait to see Frankie Kazarian turn heel on Scorpio Sky. Wow. Whether it's after this match or whether it's during the match, costing him the championship and uh, then these two guys can spiral off on a feud. And let's be real. Let's call it what it is. You could have Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Sammy Guevara and Frankie Kazarian if you play your cards right. Mm. Okay. I wow. see that. My lookout. Rhea turns on Liv Morgan. Ah, let's see where that goes. Um, we knew it looked like it was going to happen, and it finally did. So let's see. We had uh, the Balor and Austin Theory match, and Theory's our new United States champion. So it was great to see that happen. Let's see where that goes. You know, he, uh, Vince McMahon came out. It's good to see him again and and uh, pretty much uh, shouting out his uh, protege there. I like uh, 
I like Gulak as the uh, he's trying to figure out what his new role is going to be <laughs> in there, and him being the new new uh, new intern, um, you know, after I guess being the the the, the interviewer, I guess didn't uh, work out. So it's, I'm I'm happy to see where that goes, and and I'm still enjoying the Sami Zayn and the Drew McIntyre. Uh, 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 battle that they have next week is going to be in a cage. The funny thing I kept thinking was, well, Sammy could just go jump out of the cage. It, it, they almost need a hell in a cell to really keep Sammy contained because <laughs> he's doing everything he can, and it's so great that he always finds a way to get away from Juice. So I'm 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 looking forward to see where that goes. Now I got a I got a wish. And I, I doubt it, it would never happen. Let me ask you, Sin City, how much contract time, if you know or don't know, does Dante Martin have? I believe they signed him to a three-year deal. Um, okay. I can check, though. Um, I, I want Dante Martin in NXT with Wesley. That's, that's what I want. Um, I think... Having both of them tag team together would just be uh, a, a group that would that you're not going to be able to wreck with. So you definitely need something because he ain't got much going on now. Well, just imagine he went from being the tag team part of a tag team champion to now getting this ass whooped <laughs> by Zion <laughs> Quinn, yeah. and I'm like, damn, that sucks because we know Wes. It's dope. I don't want him to come this jobber. Please don't go down that line. You know, the first first thing, and, I, and I'm a big Dante Martin fan, right? And I don't necessarily, well, let me ask you, Lyle. Do y'all think Dante Martin is being used as he should be in AEW? Because I think it's uh, undetermined yet. I think they don't even know how they want to. Uh, I think they know they have something there, but they just don't know to what degree Dude. and where they can fit them. Because there's a lot of things going on uh, in NXT land right now. Man. A lot of things, a lot, a lot of irons in the fire, per se. Well, so the the thing that's really kind of interesting is he was in a bit of a holding pattern, waiting on his brother to come back uh, because he was out for with an ACL injury. Okay. Um, so yeah. that's why he's kind of been without a way uh, on AEW programming. Gotcha. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, uh, and you know, not to jump in on your segment, but uh, uh, Darius Martin, his brother, actually just re-injured himself um, and will be missing some more time. Oh, wow. uh, it's supposedly a somewhat serious injury, Oof. so it's uh, yeah, it's it's not good. So, to be honest, what I would like to see happen because they did sign uh, back in uh, they did sign back in November of 2020, by the way, uh, and I believe that they that they got a three-year deal. So that would be, uh, you know, November of 2023 at the earliest. Um, but uh, I, I could actually see um, Tony using him pretty regularly in the ROH product. Okay. Yeah. Like I say, I just had a dream. Let, I, him get I, his, let, let him get his reps. Let him get his legs under him in ROH. I I need someone for Wesley, so I was I was I just got into my draft <laughs> mode, and I'm just ready to say I got a team, I got a team, you know. So, all right, we got our last segment for wrestling talk, and it's the best in show. So, um, let's get into that right now.
All right. Best in show. I'll go off with you, Simon Street. What was your show of the week for you? Well, like I said it earlier, I only got a chance to really see WWE programming this week. And uh, got to say, to some degree, was a little stale a little bit. But out of the, the landscape of staleness, which is WWE, um, I would say that uh, almost in a near tie, I would say I'd give the edge to Raw. And the reason why I say I give the edge to Raw, they had a lot of things going on that were exciting and they utilized uh, you know, different things that probably wouldn't have been outstandingly great that's been done before, but was made for some entertaining TV. Um, saying that is, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the wedding ceremony that went took place and it is obviously went and you knew it was going to be uh, just 24 seven chaos to say the least, but that was fun and exciting and actually good to see. Also, as you had mentioned earlier, impact, you know, theory uh, defeating Finn Balor mm -hmm. and winning the United States title match. I like, that's a good look for, for, uh, you know, theory and him move on, uh, you know, just little small things, the little things that really raw did good, you know, such as the whole uh, Bianca Belair paying $1 fine. <laughs> uh, you know, again, yeah. great utilization of the small little things that made it, that made it good. Again, as, as was mentioned earlier by you gentlemen, Cody Rose, you know, versus Kevin Owens. That was a great match. And I was okay with it being a count out, you know, um, and then also just, you know, just different things that you're going to see every week, you know, like Ezekiel, you know, passing the lie detector test, you know, and they, they keep going. Just again, I like when the small things happen and everybody, you, you get a good, good, nice balanced bag of goodies. And I think that raw did that. And that's not to say that SmackDown didn't do the same thing. So kudos to them. But I had to give it to uh, WWE Raw. I actually watched all three hours without oh, wow. fast. Only thing I fast forwarded <laughs> through was the commercials, and that's hard to do. Them damn three hours, man. It's rough. It's real rough. No Vaseline, rough. Oh, but man. I got through it, and I was able to sit down very comfortably during and afterwards. Okay, <laughs> Sin City man, best of show. AEW Dynamite. I mean, you, you kick it off with CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes. I already talked about that. You have Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta versus Dante Martin, Brock Anderson, Lee Moriarty. Um, again, uh, they're just they're continuing to build that group. And uh, yeah, definitely going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with them. Also, uh, shout out to Lee Moriarty for getting some some nice offense in his hometown of Pittsburgh in that match. Uh, I find it uh, interesting that he was one of the people that were name dropped back when they were talking about forming this stable anyway. So is he next? Who knows? Um, I already talked about uh, Jungle Boy and Kyle O'Reilly having a great match. Uh, and, you know, for you comedy wrestling fans, looks like we're going to be getting Hook versus Danhausen. Wow. Oh, right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> a, a feud over chips. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then, and then, you know, closing it out with the coffin match, a uh, very, very solid show by AEW this week. I was thoroughly entertained, um, and just solid, solid stuff. Good stuff, man. This was very tough, uh, for me. I, 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 I want to say that, um, you know, rebellion would have been, but, uh, and then probably shit. It was. It's. I listen. It, it was a tough one between. Let's just put it between rebellion, and I'll just say. I mean, I I really enjoyed NXT. I mean, outside of the whole Braun and 
and Casey shit that's going on. I enjoy the the, the matches. Legato, like I mentioned, and Grizzled, uh, Carmelo and Santos. Um, I, I the Tiffany, which was mentioned earlier, and Saray. Uh, um, I'm still the jury is out on Pretty Deadly. I'm not familiar with them, um, but I am not sure. <laughs> So, but, you know, it looked like there's something there. Um, and so overall, I, I, if I had to give it to it, it's, it's definitely a tie. And I guess I would, uh, you know, I guess I probably should just give it to, um, because I got what I, I wanted. So I think Impact Rebellion should probably win. So that's going to be my best to show, you know, for sure. All right. So cool. There we go. That is our wrestling talk, folks. We thank you for hanging out with us. If you're watching us live, thanks for throwing in some of the comments. Next up, we're going to have our three count. And um, we have three good topics. We had the scroll below showing the three topics. And I, and I just realized that uh, one of the topics didn't get updated. So if you were watching the scroll, count three of that was wrong. That was last week. So I don't know what's going on here who i got a fire around in my house to get this job done correctly you know <laughs> that would be me because i don't have no producers right so <laughs> i mean i mean i, I, I wasn't gonna say that yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I was gonna let you just project whatever the reality is with that right <laughs> yeah so anyway How exactly would you discipline yourself <laughs> you know what Hello. I, I know a fine for one dollar uh, Yes. One dollar. One dollar fine. Wow. Talk about taking it out on yourself. One dollar. That's right. So, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're if you watching this live, you'll see that we're going to jump right back on in about three minutes. We hope to have you on. We want to hear your comments. If you're downloading the show for Tuesday's three count, please do. It's going to be a great topic. Thank you all for always hanging out with us. We do this for fun. This is, uh, this is why we do it. You, know, you don't get news here. You just get entertainment and, and laughter and craziness and that's why we want you to throw your comments in too because why not you know so thanks for hanging out we will see you uh, next week when we will do it all over again all right until then peace Biggest bad boys of podcasting.